This is an RNZ podcast. They say it takes a village to raise a child. I'm Catherine Ryan, and here we draw on my conversations with experts on Nine to Noon to help you navigate family life. Uh, New research into the way many girls and young women regard their bodies paints a sobering picture. The research is part of a detailed body image report created by the YWCA's advocacy and insights manager, Anna Beard. 72% of young people surveyed reported feeling negatively about their appearance at some point in the day, and for a quarter of them, it's an all-day feeling. Two-thirds of them avoid activities when they don't feel good about their appearance, mostly sports and social situations. Anna Beard says there needs to be a nationwide change in how we talk about bodies, diet and fat, especially to young girls. Uh, she's with us to discuss the report, its recommendations, and she has a range of do's and don'ts for parents. Uh, kia ora, Anna. Kia ora, Catherine. So I outlined some of the highlights. Where, where did you source this information from? Well, there was an enormous amount of desk research done. Um, most of the research comes from overseas. Um, there's a dearth of really targeted research on um, how body image affects young women or anyone in New Zealand. Um, But there is some significant New Zealand research and along with that we did um, the survey that you spoke to, um, you know, community consultation with young women and representatives actively working in the body image space in New Zealand. What stood out to you as most alarming? Well, the the idea that um, that body image is not a big deal anymore, um, and that's why the title of the report is why we should why should we still care about body image? Um, we've been banging on about it um, since the eighties, uh, and globally, it's getting worse, um, and that doesn't do well for young women's or anyone's mental health at all. It's mental health. It's also, as we said here, it's having a real impact on whether people are prepared to participate in yeah. sport or participate in social situations, which, of course, both enhance mental health. Exactly, exactly. And that, that is alarming because there are so many things in the world that hinder young women from fully participating um, in their lives, you know, be that... Um, trolling on social media, um, turning young women away from social media, which is a great tool um, to enhance their lives and and their career prospects and and so on. So the fact that when you're having um, a particularly bad day um, about your body, stopping you from, you know, getting amongst um, your sports or any other recreation, um, stopping you from attending school and uh, stop going to parties because... You know, you're constantly surveying um, what you look like. It's a real problem. What did the New Zealand people you surveyed say? I'm reading here three quarters of young New Zealand women felt negatively about their body daily. Mm -hmm. So they had a moment at some point where they looked and said, I don't like this or I don't like that. 80% think about appearance all of the time. Did they elaborate? Because I suppose it is an age and stage where everyone always has been sensitive mm-hmm. but did they elaborate on all at all on the negativity and just you know how onerous or serious it was our um the the small survey that we did didn't allow for a lot of um qualitative uh, work 
it was just to get a kind of a slice of, of, of these, these key points. Um, but other researchers has pointed to, I mean, we live in a world that is primed for body obsession. Um, you, you know, social media has us trapped in, in this validation all around images. We're bombarded by the, the, those, those unrealistic and unattainable body image ideals. Um, uh, you know, we have these massive industries that really do profit off of us feeling terrible about our bodies. That's, that's where their bottom line is. Um, uh, and, and it just all trickles down. I know there's a lot of surveys here, some New Zealand-based. Um, I know there's been the Graham Dingle Foundation report. Mm-hmm. There's been the uh, Youth Wellbeing report from 2018, yes. Girl Guiding New Zealand report. So you've got some snapshots. Yeah. From what you've seen, particularly from the New Zealand research, but informed by international research, when does this really begin to kick in? I, I, as I said, that, that awareness and judging of oneself against mm-hmm. others starts very young in life. But it's- when does this... From, a, from the external signalling or the external stimulus, when does this really typically become a big deal? Well, it be- I think it becomes more of a big deal when... Um, when I was thinking age-wise more. Yeah, so uh, there's been some really shocking research done where it's found girls as young as three um, thinking negatively about um, people in, in bigger bodies. Um, another research uh, study found five-year-olds expressing dissatisfaction with their bodies and displaying awareness of dieting as a means of weight control. But I think we're that. I mean, that just goes to say how um, how quickly girls learn that their appearance is being closely monitored and sets them off on this long lifetime journey of 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 body objectification. But it's really when. Um, uh, when they're hitting um, puberty, that this really kicks in and becomes a huge problem. Because the body changes. It's yes. supposed to change. Yes. And therefore um, you, you become very sensitive to what others may say or from the incoming stimulus from, from social media or from media in general. What What is your advice then for the do's and don'ts for parents or for other carers of uh, and people who care about young people to... You know, there's this, this what you say and there's the what not to say, and yes. both both are important. What are some of the key things you can? Um, I mean, having the conversations po- matter. Speaking positively matters. Mm-hmm. What's shown to be effective as opposed to ineffective in what you say? Right. Um, and before I go into that, it's it's really important to remember that. It's not all your fault, parents. Um, we all have our um, own body image concerns. Um, it's it's it, quite often a lot of these things are put on parenting and, and what they're doing and what not they're not doing. Um, but there is a bigger system at play. But um, that makes it really hard for us to love our bodies. So, but one the the most important thing that parents can do is to avoid making critical comments about their child or adolescents' um, food intake or their weight or their shape or how they look at all. Um, there's a really great quote that we had from Genevieve Mora from I Am Hope, and she says that we sh- 
don't talk about appearance at all. Don't comment on anyone's appearance at all unless it can be fixed in three seconds, like uh, food in your teeth or toilet paper on the bottom of your shoe. Um, so that's really important. Don't make comments about your child's appearance um, and also try to really limit what you are talking about, about how your body is and how you feel about your body um, and about other behaviours like, like dieting. Um, so no fat talk at all. And that, um, those are two really key things that I would encourage um, parents to take on. When it comes to what the say to say, though, because there's the countering of the messages that are incoming, mm. and what is effective in, if anything, in trying to counter those? Can you say things by matter of observation, or, when, or even when conversations come up and a child is talking about, mm. or a young person is talking about, oh this or oh that? Are there things you can say that are effective interventions rather than just letting it go by? Right. Well, I would be really proactive in teaching your kids that people have value and deserve respect regardless of their body shape or size. Um, and that's a good thing. Um, you know, everybody is a good body. Um, and that's, it's also important to support kids to express emotions and communicate their feelings about their own bodies um, and to help them develop strategies for coping with comments about appearance. How can that go? Because the, they will come and they can wound. Mm -hmm. And I often think sometimes the first time a comment comes, it, it, it completely wounds because it punctures someone straight away and then they begin to, begin, begin to fixate. So when something like that has happened to a young person, perhaps for the first time, again, what kind of conversations can you have that, that reinforce the positives? <laughs> <laughs> about the amazing bodies we all have while accepting that they will be sensitive to feedback from peers yes. or from others, actually, often from a family member who just shoots off at the gob, not knowing right. any better. Yeah, exactly. Along with other mental health issues, it's really important to just keep that conversation going um, and let your children feel those feelings. Um, and They're allowed to be hurt by those 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 comments, they're horrible. Um, so don't dismiss them and say, oh, don't no, bother about that. Actually acknowledge that that's what you're feeling. Exactly. Um, and, and, and just to keep those communication lines and, and maybe, you know, do some do some brainstorming about the types of things you can say instead, um, ways to turn um, the conversation away from those types of comments. Um, yeah, but just to really keep that conversation. Like, what's really important for parents is to spend time with your kids, um, show affection, um, away from screens, um, and just be there. I am curious as to whether schools are, as a matter of activism almost, addressing some of these issues in their health curriculum or whatever. You will often, I mean, we have got a very um, engaged and proactive generation of young people coming through who are taking on a lot of stuff head on yes. and saying, we're over this, we're not having this. And is it making its way into health curricula where, uh, in a bit like the anti-bullying programs, people mm. are calling each other out? Yeah, I don't think so. I have an eight-year-old son and the things that he comes home with are, 
Well, they're disappointing in that they're the same things that I, um, that I used to hear in primary school all those years ago. Um, there, there are some really great resources out there for teachers uh, around body image, but they're not a compulsory element of what is taught in schools. Um, and it's usually one of maybe eight to ten different topics that health teachers can choose. Um, what we'd really like to see is, um, is body image is, is made a whole school kind of approach um, in that, the, that it's, it, it's, it's spread into lots of different subjects, um, that the school environment is taken into consideration, the, the, the posters that are on the wall, the, the types of uniforms that are available, um, because, you know, the gender binary does really bring up a lot of body image um, problems for um, the, the kids out there that, that don't ascribe to a certain gender or not. Um, things like fitness testing and and weighing kids and and, and teachers commentary themselves on on bodies. Thank so there's you. Lots, there's lots to do. to do. Exactly. Yes. Thank you very much, Anna Beard, who is the YWCA's advocacy and insights manager.